we need to be doing that. So today we're going into the sword of the spirit, and I do have weapons up here, and I promise I'll behave myself, and I won't get too excited. But I am excited about the word of God. How many people are excited about God's word? God's word. God's word. It's not just a word, man's word. It's not a word on a page. It is God's word, and I, I don't know about you, but God had created the heavens and earth by his word. He spoke it into existence. So how powerful is God's word? This is where, yes, honey, my dismissed, do I have to? I want him to stay with me today. No, all youth can head out. That's my fault. I didn't pull the slide up. Anybody that's youth that want to leave me won't take it personally this way. That's right. We had to change rooms. Um, we grew out of that room. We have to bring them over there. So all youth, you can go back through that door there. Thank you for walking out on me. No, I'm just kidding. It's okay. Enjoy yourselves back. We want to make sure God's word is taught on every level. And so we appreciate those teachers back there teaching them God's word at that level. And so praise the Lord. But how many people know that, see, this word of God, God spoke it into existence. He spoke the universe in existence. And so how powerful is God's word? And this is where we find problems uh, dealing with things. We just don't understand if God's word is established, it's established. It's, it's there not only to help us through things, it is there for power and authority. How many people believe there's authority and power behind the written word of God? See, this is where this last weapon, I love this part because the last weapon is actually began in the first weapon when you gird yourself up in truth. The truth was there, right? The truth is the same thing as the word of God. You can't separate the two of them. Truth, God's word. So how many people believe God's word is the truth? See, that's where you have to come down to. This mind here has to believe what God says is what's true, no matter what I face. Reality is not this thing that I see around me. Reality is God's word demonstrated in what I see around me. Truth sets me free. And so today we're going to get the last weapon. How many people believe in the six weapons of God and the armor of God? This last one being the sixth one, being the sword of the spirit. And I like swords. I got one back there, but I won't bring that one's sharp, so I'll leave that back there. But the sword of the spirit is God's word. And if you're going to take a stance against somebody, we talked about this before. If I'm going to take a stance against something, I want a weapon. Someone comes against me in, in this deceiving, uh, de and he's trying to get me off, off track. He's trying to sway me in a certain way. He's trying to get my mind off things and distract me. Comes to kill, steal, and destroy. What am I going to do to it? I want a weapon of offense. I want something I know I can trust in. And God's word is that very thing. It's something I can trust in. And so then I can step forward in an enemy attack and say, uh-uh. Not only can I deflect things with the shield of faith, breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation, and protect myself in those things, I can get offensively too, and I can say, uh, on my watch, I'm going to stand, and then I'm going to come against whoever is coming against me. And I've got a weapon here that I know is going to work. I know it's going to work. I don't have to debate it. I don't have to give reason to it. I just know it will do what it's supposed to do. Now, this is where we got to get into it. How many people believe there's still some learning on your part? Still some learning to do. Some things I face I don't quite know exactly. Sometimes I go to what I understand in myself. And I limit God in this situation. I don't want to do it. I want to do everything. Now, we'll go through each one of these things, each one in a different color. There's the six things 
part of the armor of God. The last one being the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's specific. The sword is the spirit. Sword of the spirit is the word. And so we want to make sure we keep that straight. Today, when we go into this study, I'm going to start with this one. Word of God has the power to save. Who believes it? Word of God has the power to save. Word of God brings faith. Word of God will save you. It will save you from the devil's grip. It will deliver you from his power. Word of God will do it. How many people heard the word of God and responded? And when you respond, you were saved. You were set free. And you are pulled from the enemy's camp into God's kingdom. And so you were pulled out of the miry clay and put into God's kingdom. He saved you. Sets every living creature apart. He sanctifies. How many people believe that the word of God can sanctify? It can separate. It can take which is of God and which is of the devil. And he can separate those things and put them into what is glorified in his kingdom. He sanctifies. And it, listen to this. The word of God is not bound. It is not imprisoned. you got to get this. It is not bound. God's word is not bound. That means when it's spoken, it will accomplish. There's nothing that can keep it back. It's nothing can imprison. Can the skull stop prayer? Tell me today. Why? Because it is not bound. The word of God is not imprisoned by any person or any dominion or any kingdom. God's word will deliver. It will save. It will set free. Every single time. You hear this? Every single time. You've got to believe this. This is something you can't sit back on. God's word will never be imprisoned. It will never be shackled. It will never be held back from our Lord. It will always come. To me, that's good news. I can stop right there. I can trust in that. See, we have got to put God's word on where it needs to be in our lives. It needs to be forefront. It needs to be in front. It needs to be my filter. It needs to be everything I believe in. It's through that active two-edged sword, the word of God. And that is good. It sets us what? The word of God will set. The truth will set us. Say it again. The truth will set us. The truth will set us. Believe it today. Believe it today in your hearts. Not just your minds that the word is written. God's word says, no, you got to believe that the truth can indeed bring freedom. Now, what is freedom? What is freedom in thinking? What is freedom in action? What, is that, what does that really mean? Freedom. First Thessalonians 2.13 says this. We constantly thank God that when you receive what? The word of God, which you heard from us, they were preached to, you accepted it, not as the word of man, but it, but for what is really is what it really, it really is. I'm sorry, the word of God, which also transforms or performs its work in you who believe. Is there work being done? Is there work being done in your life? See, here's the thing: God's word. If you're in it, it will do its work. There's a work that's going to do in you. Every time you open the word of God and you open your heart to receive, you will be transformed. You will, by the renewing of what? The mind. You've got to believe this. If there's a situation you face right now, renew this. If there's a situation, maybe there's illness, maybe there's some difficulty with relationships, 
Do you know he given you a, he's given you the power to reconcile? It's called the ministry of reconciliation. If it's yours, what has to change? This, this, this. I got to get this renewed so that I can adequately teach and believe what I'm teaching will do its job. If I repeat things that I understand or I teach what those things that I personally understand in the way man work, it will do nothing for those who receive by the ear. But if I teach his word, the truth, those words have power to transform, have power to renew, have power to set free. There's people in here today that your mind is shackled. It is not free. You think you're free, but you're not. Your thinking still stays the same. I tell you, in all the problems I've ever faced in my life, and I've sat in my own life and those I've helped, the number one thing that lacks in that is God's word. Well, when's the last time you've been in it? Well, it's been a couple weeks. Do not do that. Listen to me, Nay. You cannot set the word aside and say, I'm too busy. You can't do it. Because soon this will falter. Soon this will be lied to. Soon you'll find yourself in a situation you can't get out of. Soon you will be imprisoned. And God's word will never be imprisoned. You are. And this is what has to happen. I've got to get it in. I don't care what I'm doing. I've got to turn it on in the car. I've got to open it up when I'm discouraged. And I've got to allow what God says to be what changes my mind. Do you hear me? You cannot remain the same if you're reading. And some people will say, well, I'm not a good reader. Don't listen to the devil. Don't listen to him. Well, I can't read very much. Don't listen to the devil. Because it's not you. It's not, is God's word imprisoned? That means in your mind, can you imprison God's word? See, you, you've got to realize when he speaks that word, it's going to do. And you, all you have to do is get away from you and get into him. You've got to get away from the way you think and what his word says. And it will do what it's supposed to do. And so we ourselves, by not believing or doubting, how many people have run to doubt before? Mm, I read it, but I don't see it. I read it, but I don't see it. Before you know it, you're a double-minded man. For whatever you ask for will not be given to you. You're like the waves tossed to and fro. You've got to believe it. Who is going to believe it today? Who's facing something today? You'd say, you know what? His word says this, this is what I'm seeing, but I'm not believing what I see. That's not faith, is it? I'm going to believe what God's word says. I'm going to do a little fun thing here, okay? I'm going to see how renewing happens here. And I'm going to do something that's going to be, it's going to come to a conclusion, but let's just have some fun. How many people want to have some fun today? Okay, the work that's supposed to be done in you to change you. Should you do good? Yes or no? God's word teaches us that we do good for all things, right? Is goodness good for it? Should you do good things for yourself? Things, <laughs> not, not selfishly, but you should do good things for you. For this is the temple of God, and I need to take care of it, right? Good try. That You're right. I was right there. You were thinking of the selfish part. That's okay. And I agree. Put other people first, above yourself, right? So you're right about that. But should you take care of yourself? Yes or no? Okay, so when I do this, let's have some fun. Good or bad? Good or bad? Good or bad? Should you eat it? Should you? Now, some people say, I can't eat apples. I understand. There's some conditions out there that don't allow you. Is it good? Is it good for you? 
Is this good? Good for you. Just having some fun today. Just having some fun today. What should you do? You should eat the one on the left and not on the right. If you have them both in front of you, what are you going to do? Eat them both. That way this one puts out this one. This one puts out this one. It's even Stephen, right? So we know, don't we? So we know. There's still part of us that still does what we want. Okay, you want to try it again? You want to see how good we're doing? Okay, we'll go back to work. We'll do the first one. Good for you, right? <laughs> it's good for you. Come on. You know it is. You can't write any articles that say you should never get exercise. You should sit down and eat potato chips or apple pie. All right, you guys know what the next one is. You all know because you know when it goes up there, you're like, uh-huh, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. This is what you should do. This is it. You got a choice to go out, put your sneakers on and go run, and you think, nah, not today. I'm a little tired. I didn't get enough sleep last night. Before you know it, you convince yourself that the other is better. You did it because you made the choice. You know what's good. You still made the choice. How many people believe there's times you should, uh-huh, and you went ahead and did, uh-huh. How you did, left is good, right I choose. And why? You know what's good for you. So let me put this in some spiritual context. If you know it's good for you, why don't you do it? Is God's word good for you? Is it truth? It will set you free. Will it bring faith? Will it lead you to conquer the enemy? Why don't you do it? Take some effort, commitment, dedication. If you love me, you will obey me. So my motivation is love. So why don't you read? Because I don't love him. See, you can get down to whatever level you want to get to, but it really is, is this. Is God's word good for you? Should you read it? Why don't you? It's all a choice. You can stay the way you are, or you can move ahead. This is what it gets down to. You can stay the way you are, or you can move ahead. And I don't know about you, I get tired of the devil's tactics. And when you move ahead, he's always there. But what's nice about it is I have something that I know will work every single time. And so when he gets on my case... What does? I say, no, not on my watch now. Because I know what truth does. I hold fast to that. That's what's in my life. That's what I'm going to live by. No matter what I see, no matter what report I get, that's what I'm going to go to first. I'm going to go to him first and him only. Once the Lord leads me, I may go somewhere else. But often what has to happen first, point, everybody point their head and said, this needs renewed. This needs renewed. This cannot continue the way it is. Every single day, this thing called my brain needs renewed. My thinking needs renewed. And it will always be renewed by one thing only, the spirit, the sword called God's word.
you know, it's so powerful. It's, it's a two-edged sword, the Bible says. It can go in and it can separate. It can separate that which is bone, marrow, flesh, and spirit. It has the power to go in. It's two-edged. Nothing can stop it. It slices both ways. It, nothing can stop the word of God if you open your heart. It's there to do a job. And when it goes in and separates, guess what else? The motives of the heart, it can reveal. To who? Does God know the motives of your heart? Absolutely. It doesn't reveal anything to him. It reveals it to who? You. Here. That's what the sword does. It separates that which is spiritual, those things that are flesh, and when it does, it reveals it to you. So you can say, that's not good. And it does it in such a way, it's not God anymore. It's not an apple and apple pie, and I've been both ends of that. It is different. By the Spirit, it lifts me. It empowers me. It gives me boldness to say whatever needs to leave, needs to leave. Whatever needs to be cut off, got to cut it off. Whatever needs to be tossed to the side when I'm running a race, I'm tossing it aside. Because I've been renewed by the power of his word. There's a difference. That's the power. How many people know that God, if he intended to do something in you, he wants to do it. He doesn't want to sit around and go, well... Jim's thinking the way he used to think all the time. What is up here? He's speaking. The Holy Spirit leads you to all truth. It's leading you to his word so you can be set free today. If you are not set free, you need to get in it and believe it. For what he says is true, right? We know that. So we're going to do something a little different. We got a little fun there. Let's get into freedom. What does freedom mean? Mankind and God. Listen to me right now. You're going to see the differences between these two things. If mankind... Live by the laws of the land. How many people know there's laws of the land? If people live by the laws of the land, or should they live by what God's word says? And so you'll have people that fight for the laws. I'm not saying go out and speed and say, hmm, God's word doesn't say anything about that. So I can go to any level again. i got to get to my next appointment. Boom. I'm not saying that. You know what I'm saying? God's word will lead you to do what? To submit to those in authority. And so we know God's word is always going to change. I don't speed because I know I respect the authority given to that land. It's not the laws of the land. It was God says about the land that I fall authority and give authority to. You see? So, and you'll see this. What's next? Stand for your rights or stand for God's righteousness? See, there's a difference. And I'm not saying that a dictator should punish and see young children starve to death. I'm not saying that that's evil. But standing on human right, like it's my right, it's my right to do whatever I want. I should be able to do this. This makes me happy. I'll do this. You see, before you know it, you stand on human rights and believing that you're doing the right thing and you are so lost, it's God's righteousness. It's God, Jesus is his righteousness, and in that I find direction. That's in that I stand for. I stand for this in his word. Well, what's next? Get what we deserve. People will say, I deserve this. Many people believe that today. I deserve this. It's mine. I paid for it. Give it to me. See, we always go, what we deserve. Sounds like a selfish thing, right? Robert, we talk about selfishness. Selfish thing, right? Or we only get what God gives. So, so what, what do we really receive? 
as children of God? What is it I own? What's the inheritance that I have in, in what? In Christ Jesus. In him only. Everything burns up. Everything is of blessed value. You see, everything is what God gives. All good and perfect things are given to me by the Father of lights. Given to me. Those things I receive. That which is good is what I think upon. Those things are what changes me. Not what I deserve. I know what I deserve. I deserve death. My sins brought me there. But by his forgiveness, guess what? You see, so what do we serve? And you can see, again, what, what this whole shift is in our mind. Shouldn't, the world says we, no man should suffer. No, we don't want any suffering. And there's good behind that. There's a motive behind that. But God's word says this. We must suffer for him. There's a suffering that's good for us. There's a suffering that brings us underneath his guidance. So it's difficult to, you see what I'm saying? It's difficult to process what I think I need and what I do deserve and what God says, what, who I am in him, and I really don't deserve really anything of this earth. Most of that's distracting to me. So my mind does this. You understand? It's shifting, saying, no, no, should I? Oh, yeah, but God, God's word says this. You see? What goes on? Must pay for our wrongs. People believe that. And there is some payment based on the law of the land that you have to, if you kill someone, you're going to have the punishment of that. Right? That goes far beyond that. It goes down to a personal level. Must pay for your wrongs. My wife needs to pay for what she did. You see what I'm saying? That's wrong. You, you, you disrespected me, so you need to it goes from that level clear down to a personal level. But God says what? He forgives all. All wrong. Every single ounce before him. Isn't it? God is such a loving God. He draws us unto him, and he forgives us of all of our wrong. How can that be? How can a guy become a murderer here and then be transformed and set free in Jesus' name? How can that happen? And when, but people of, God, people of God, if you start to judge, who are you to judge? Who are you to say that, this, well, that person did this, they're gonna, they should pay for that? Yeah, really. So we need to be people believing that when God forgives, who should also forgive? You see, that's the problem we have. We can't let go of wrongs. We don't know how to let go of wrongs. Some of us even have trouble right now to forgive somebody in our life because we, mm, you know what they did to me? You are the judge, aren't you? You can't do this no matter what the hurt is. You've got to be able to release it by forgiving. It's not that the other person changes and becomes everything you want them to be, but the forgiveness will set you free. Man, you are no longer under that. Even if they don't change at all, you can be released today. God forgives, we can too. We have the power in his love to forgive. How many people believe that? Only the strong survive, right? Only the strong survive. You can see it all the time. Strong, strong, let the strong rise up. Have a strong power of money. You know, and before you know it, you start to believe this is what it's about. And the meek, what does the meek do? The Bible says the meek inherit it all. <laughs> so what should you be? You should be meek in Christ Jesus. You should be lowly in spirit before him. You should understand that God is the God of, he's my Lord and Savior. I'm the slave under him, you know. Meekness inherits. It's not what the world thinks. It's just the opposite. Trust yourself. I can't trust you. You've let me down. I'm, there's only one person in this world, earth I can trust, and that's me. You ever heard that before? 
That's what I do. I trust. I can only trust me because you've let me down. You let me down. You, Lulu, before you know it, you're like, I can only trust me. This is the only. The Bible says, who to know the wickedness of your heart? Only him. Who can you really trust? In God, I trust all things. Right? Trust him with all your heart. Lean not on what you understand. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Submit to him and make your path straight. What should you do? You should always trust him. Don't even trust yourself. Feelings can lead you astray, can't they? Oh, I'm, I don't know why I'm angry. It must be God making me angry. Are you kidding me? So what are we doing in those emotional times? Man, we need to submit unto him. God, I trust you. How do I trust you? Because your word says so. I've got to know my Lord by his word has said so. And so, Bible says what? Love them. World says, hate them. Hate your enemies. God's word says, love your enemies. How can you love an enemy? See, it gets down to the real deal here. If you have really been transformed in your mind, and you're being re- or should, you're renewed in your mind, transformed in what you do, then what should you be happening? You should be praying for those even in persecution, even those who hate you and mock you and spit upon you. You can find in your heart, I am free. That's what freedom is. I am free to love them and not be held back in some prison of it's mine. I can do what I want, you see? So the real test in this hall, whether or not we've been renewed, is how much we love. The real weapon here is not God's word, which is truly two-edged sword, right? It's how we love one another. If this is really active, doing what I need to do, and I resist the devil in this, man, watch how I love this person. Watch how I love him. It's all based on that. Love is what sent Jesus, right? Love is what, love is what sets us free, really, by his love. Isn't it great? So let me read this to you. 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23. Since you have in obedience to the truth purified your soul. Can, you, can, can the truth of God purify you? Can, can it burn up the dross? Can, can you find your place in your purpose and how he purifies you in mind? Isn't it good? Since you have been in obedience to the truth, purified your souls for the sincere love of your brethren. Fervently love one another from the heart, for you have been born again, not of the seed which is perishable, not on the earth, man. Even though you're born from a womb, that does not imprison you. (sighs) The Spirit of God. It says here, but imperishable. Man, the seed of imp- That's the born-again experience. I am born again. Why? Because the Spirit of God came down and made my spirit new. The Spirit of God decided he'd love me so much. By his love, he came down in my spirit that was dead, is now made new, not based on any human reasoning or any human way. It's by God and him only, by his word, sets me free. It saves me. So if you said yes to Jesus, guess what? His supernatural love, his transforming power came down and put a seed in you that cannot be destroyed by any man. What God has opened to mankind, no man can shut. Wow, isn't that good? Isn't that good news? What God started in me, a good work in me, he's going to complete the day of completion, and there's not one thing in this earth that can stop it. Not one thing a man can do to me that can stop it. What God has done 
by his living word and continue to do and can be absolutely supernaturally done. And no man can stop it. Do you see the power within his word? You see how it's for you and me today? See, that this last weapon used against our enemy, that I could stand against him, but I could stand against him and not even worry, not even flinch and say, no, I know what his word does for me. I know on a daily basis, I'm not only going to resist you and what you're going to do to me, I know what it's doing even in the depth of my soul. It transforms me. It renews me. We're going to go this one last time. We're going to go from the beginning. This is the last of our, our series here. I want you to get this in your mind and heart today. All these weapons are so vital. But what do you do first before you put them on? You've got to get, med- meditate on this word, please. Listen to me, Dave. Open it up. Listen to it. I don't care if you had to put it on your CD player, if you got to put it on your MP3 player, or in your Bluetooth car. Please get the word of God in. Get it to come in your mind. Get it to do what it's supposed to do. It will always do what it's supposed to do. It will renew the way you think. So you're not going to turn off the car, go into work, and have this difficulty with that manager or that employee. You see? You're not going to have it. Why? I'm set free. There's not one man, not one situation that can imprison his word. I can actually go, well, i got to put up with this, but look what i got. I've got the Lord God Almighty, and he is for me. Who can be against me? I don't even have to fight. Uh, Okay, if that's what you want me to do, then so be it. You see, I am not affected in my mind or my soul because the imperishable cannot be outdone. What the work is being done cannot be destroyed. You see, it's doing its work, and I don't care. You want to test me out? Oh, I know the devil's going to do it, and God allows it. But you know what? And every single time, I've got a renewed mind. And I look at that going, I can even smile. That may make him mad if I'm smiling. But you know what I'm saying? I can even smile knowing God's word is in control of my life. I give it to him. You see, it's just amazing what he does. So meditate, please. You have to do this. You've got to do it. You've got to get the word God in you. All the time. Identify your enemy. We told him. You point him out. So if you're in a situation, I don't care what you got to say. In your mind, say, I see you there. I know that you. I know that you're trying to get me to see and do what you want. I won't do it. So meditate on God's word. Let it do its work. And then identify the enemy and what is going on. Identify him. And then we go into clear your mind. Get it clear, okay? Let that word of God bring clarity so you know by the word of God what you need to do, what needs to happen here. So then we go into the truth. That truth is what? I'm girding as I do this. I'm pulling it up. I'm tucking things in. I'm getting ready for battle. And then the breastplate of righteousness. I know by his word I will step in doing what is right. What is true? Righteousness is my protection. It protects my heart. It protects it by doing what is right. You see how all this fits together. And you cannot separate God's truth in any one of these verses. Not any part can you separate God's truth in the beginning and God's holy word at the end. It's all together. Then, what's it? Showed. What is that, Gary? How do you say that? I've been saying it wrong all the time. Even shroud means covered, right? Showed, shod, shod. And what I found out, Gary told me last week, I'm saying, is that not shod? And I said, yes, it is. Thank you for a correction. And here's what's so cool about it. 
Shod is when all, like on a horse, you've got four hoofs and you're going to put four shoes on. And he told me, he said, you know what it means? It means they're all prepared, not just one. All of them prepared for battle. That means when you shod, right? Your feet means what? You're ready. All prepared to walk according to his good word. Whoops, what I just happened? Something just happened. Hang on one second. I am not done yet. Okay, hold on, hold on. We'll get down to where it is. Sorry. Clear your mind. Go into this. Okay, best friend. Shod your feet with the preparation. Walk in peace of the gospel. And then taking up the shield of faith. Faith is what you do. It's raising up what you know is protection. And then walking forward. Take up the helmet of salvation. The salvation, knowing God saved you, sets you free. Let your mouth speak what is that is true. That you are a saved child of God. And of course, take up the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Those are the things. Let's focus on them and make them part of your life. Jesus, we thank you that you're God that saves us. Lord, without that moment with you, where would I be today? I would not be reading your word. I'd be not transformed by it. Where would I be today if I didn't say yes to you? Where would I be? God, the first step when I went and fell to my knees and said yes to you. God, I pray that every person in this place right now would realize it's just one simple simple step. It's a step forward to our knees, just like I'll put my knees to the cross. I'll kneel to the cross. Lord, that starts this whole process. Lord, I pray that every person gives their life to you. God, this is where it happens. I pray that salvation in the house, people today, needs saved. So Lord, I thank you that salvation is there. I thank you, God, that you begin that good work by that, but then you continue to do that good work until we go home to you. Lord, may every person here know that you love them. May every person experience that love, that changing love. Oh Lord, what else would we do without it? That's all I need to be complete. So Lord, today, do your move through this place today. Do it. And Lord, we'll be thankful we'll be faithful and Lord we'll stand according to it God you're so good to us in Jesus name